Good morning, Footy Form Guide listeners. It's Harrow here again. Uh, once again, Wally couldn't be with us. Uh, next week, we will be back to our normal schedule. So we'll be dropping our normal podcast as we have done on a Thursday next week. But just for today, I'm here to give you an update and some game previews for today's game. Just a quick look at yesterday. Geez, punters, it could have been anything yesterday. We we're pretty unlucky. We got a lot right. Uh, that Errol Goulden falling one disposal short, that's cost me big time. Uh, he got stuck on the bench for eight minutes in the last quarter, screaming at blokes to try and get himself back on, and um, sometimes that's the way it goes. So that's our best bet, and it uh, makes our best bet seven for ten. When you look at our best bet, two of those three losses for the season have been by the barest of margins. So... We really are nailing it, guys, okay? So yesterday, again, there were some epic games. What happened in that North Melbourne-Sydney game? I've never seen anything like that before. Um, some North Melbourne supporters were, uh, you know, very upset and others saw the other side of the picture where they thought, wow, we're, we're even better chance to get this fellow at number one now. Um, the other game that we did really well on was the Frio-Geelong game. Geelong, yet again, just completely overrated by the market, and Freo got it done easily. So that was a really good result for us. And the Essendon-Richmond game, another really close one. Um, We avoided backing Richmond. I think we did the right thing there. I I looked a little bit deeper into their form, and especially after Freo easily accounting for Geelong, I think it made it even clearer that Richmond's um, you know beating of Geelong was nothing special. So we did well to avoid backing the Tigers there. I uh, didn't have the conviction to back the Dons, just given all they had out. But again, nailed some um, positional guys. You know, we I thought Shield was going to be out, and it, that eventuated. So we jumped on Caldwell, and he ended up getting 30 disposals, guys. So that was an excellent result. Uh, moving on to today, our first game, we're looking at West Coast and Hawthorne. Uh, this is going to get played down at Utah's. The Hawks, they do like playing down there, and this is the biggest trip in footy. I think West Coast have to fly. Normally, this is the way it goes anyway. They fly into Melbourne, then they have to fly down to Tassie. Then they've got to get on a bus and get to the ground, so it's a a big uh, trip for them. It's going to be played in perfect weather down there today, uh, so that should help scoring. The uh, injuries on West Coast side is um, it makes it just impossible to side with them no matter what the odds are. You just don't know how bad they're going to be. Uh, they've got 16 guys on the injury list, and a lot of them are their best sort of players. So um, even looking a little bit deeper, Hawthorne actually have 12 blokes that are sub-50 games and West Coast only the 10, but it's the guys who West Coast have out which is really going to hurt them. A big trend in West Coast games is um, midfielders going high. They're um, they're averaging the highest amount of um, fantasy points against in the inside midfield category. And Hawthorne, they're thriving in there. So we're going to be looking at Nash, Newcomb, Warple and Day especially. So Day, he's 5 out of 6 over 25. Nash is 5 out of 5. Warple's 4 out of 5. And um, the other bloke, Newcomb, he's only three out of five with a 24 in there. So I'll definitely be looking to have a treble of Warple, Day and uh, Nash and probably throw Newcomb in there for one as well. There's a couple other Hawks that have been going really consistently well and that's Hardwick and Sicily. 
Um, Hardwick, his last four out of four games over 20. And Sisley's only missed 20 once this season. Now, West Coast were restricting these backmen really well earlier in the season, but the last few weeks, uh, they haven't done it so well. So there's going to be probably, I'll probably have a multi of just the midfielders, and then I'll have another multi where I tack on the, um, the Hawthorne defend those two defenders as well. Uh, I will post this on Twitter, um, this one. So rest assured, if you want to see the way I go about it, then I'll have it posted up there. Hawthorne will win this. Um, it's just whether you want to take the 24 or 25.5. If Hawthorne don't win this, I'll be, um, I'll be a little bit, uh, dubious about what they're up to because all the form is pointing to easy Hawthorne win, especially once you include this home ground advantage. So uh, let's see what they come up with. But I'm quite keen on Hawthorne. They should cover this pretty comfortably. Um, the 25.5, it is a high line, so it's not something I'll be charging into, but it's worth a speculation. Uh, the Blues and the Pies. So my Blue Boys, they go up against their arch rivals, the Pies. They are going to be playing at the G in good conditions today. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of things here. Two weeks in a row now, the Pies have conceded over 400 possessions, and the Blues are the third highest uh, possession gathering um, side. And the whole, and the Blues were a, a high gathering side last year as well. They've uh, they've brought Ed Kernow back into the team, and um, that can only be for one reason. He will be uh, sticking to Nick Dacos like glue. So uh, look out for that. I'm not sure if the bookies will even put a line up for him because I think it's pretty pretty well known what they're going to do. Now, you know, a couple of Carlton insiders are telling me this week that they did a closed training session. It's normally not the case at this time of year for the Blues. They normally let the fans in, but they, they locked the doors at Icon Park, didn't let anyone in. So I've got a, a suspicion that the Blues are working on going to try and pull some sort of trick today. They're going to go with some tactics uh, that they've probably developed specifically for Collingwood. So a little, we might see a little bit of a different look from the Blues today. Normally when coaches do this um, and when coaches are under big pressure like this, uh, it forces the total points low. And we do have two decent back lines on display today. And looking at the two games these sides played against each other last year, both with the same coaches... Both teams pretty much the same. Both of those games went low. So I'm going to be looking at the under 165 here as a bet. Uh, also, given that the um, I was also initially keen on Collingwood, um, but after seeing the Bulldogs play yesterday, uh, Carlton's form doesn't look as bad as it did. Uh, and, and you dig a little bit deeper, they weren't too far off the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are now up into fifth place, and they they really gave Adelaide a touch-up yesterday. So Carlton being in that same sort of range as the Bulldogs might not have them as far away from Collingwood as what we might have first suspected. Carlton have all their pieces in place as well. Uh, the only area of the ground I think that they need a lift from is that, um, that midfield, and they've made a change there today. I think um, Hewitt had been struggling and they've taken him out of the side, and, and I think that's probably going to help them, um, which is going to allow Chera to move back into that position. Chera only had the 20% of CBAs last week, and they kind of missed him. He's um, he's a little bit more dynamic than Hewitt. Hewitt's a little bit one-paced, and I think having Hewitt and Cripps in there together, I think that was hurting Carlton. 
So I think the Blues have sort of figured that out now. And um, Cher is a guy I'm going to be looking to back. Uh, so before Hewitt came back in the side, Chera was probably Carlton's best midfielder. He was getting 30 touches. Uh, he had 30 touches three weeks in a row. Last week, he got relegated to a little bit of a lesser role. He only had the 20-odd 20, 20 percent CBAs, and he only had the 20 possessions. So he goes back into a big role today, and I think he'll be a good one to back for 25 and 30 possessions. Um, also, am I, am I sort of uh, uh, convicted enough to back Carlton at the line or... Um, back them to win. I'm probably not. I probably want to see them put a really good uh, performance on the park before I back them. But I'm a little bit wary of them, so I won't be backing the Pies either. I'm going to be looking at the under total points. And given that the way Collingwood have been giving up 400 plus possessions in their last couple of games, I'm going to be looking at those Carlton midfielders and seeing if we can get a, a multi going through there. And, and I do think with Hewitt out, it makes them more predictable. They were running five or six guys through there now, where it looks like they're going to have the, the main four uh, rotating through there today. And, and so we get a fairly predictable outcome. Moving on, we've got the Giants and the Saints. Now, Saints games have been great to bet in this year. Uh, the obvious plays here are the under total points and the GWS possessions. Um, there is going to be a hell of a lot of wind at Sydney today and that's probably going to help us with our under total points. Normally I'm looking to go over in Giants games. Um, even though, even the Giants are a high scoring side and involved in high scoring games. They've still had four games out of their nine make up under what today's line is. And as we know, the Saints are going under this sort of line week in, week out, apart from last week when they just got pulled apart by Adelaide. I also thought that um, St Kilda looked like a little bit of um, value here, giving up a, a six-point start. So we'll have a little look uh, a little bit deeper into that. Once I've made a decision, I will post that one on Twitter. I'm still a little bit undecided. Um, but just on the face of it, I thought um, St Kilda looked a little bit of value there. Now, the possession guys for GWS, you know, week in, week out, the Saints are giving up 400 possessions. The Giants, they're, they're a high accumulation side. So I expect there's going to be plenty of plays in that game. I'm going to have to work out exactly who the guys are and who the guys that are value are. I have had a look at the odds and they're quite short already, the um, the, G, uh, the GWS players. So we're not going to be taking guys if they're too short or if they're not quite value. They've still got to be some value there for us. So anyway, guys, uh, next week we will be back into our normal routine, but I hope this helps you with your Sunday punting. And uh, look, Sunday's been a fill-up for us most weeks. It's been the best day, day uh, to, bat, to bet, so we're hoping today will be more of the same. All three games, there look to be some strong angles. Um, so look, that's what we're looking at today, and hopefully we can find a few winners and uh, make some cash and have a bit of a Sunday fill-up. Thank you, and over and out.